Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. I am Maddie, here with... Courtney. Hello. And today, we will be reviewing The Cheat Sheet by Sarah Adams. I What a mixed bag. I so desperately wanted to, like, love this book for two reasons. One, I really like When in Rome and Practice Makes Perfect. Those are two really good books that I really, really enjoyed. I liked all the characters in it. I thought that they were fun and kind of interesting and I like that they're kind of hallmarky and there's like it's always a fade to black but and also like it's almost football season and so I was kind of like wanting like a cute little football romance. Oh my dog has decided he's going to join us. Can you see his little (laughs) head right here? Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh Baba. Um yeah, so I I really wanted to like this, but I just I could not. That's fair. Is it yours or mine? Uh, yours. All right. Look at this little summary here. I'll keep this one brief because I don't want to give too much away. So this book, boy, it is just the embodiment of every woman's worst fear. <laughs> Truly. Um, so this book follows Bree and Nathan, who are high school best friends, college best, high school best friends. I read it last week, so it's a little bit stale for me. Um, but basically, uh, the book starts off and Bree's like, I'm in love with Nathan. I've always been in love with Nathan, but he doesn't feel the same about me. And um, Nathan's been like dating. <laughs> Very opinionated, Baba. I know. Uh, Nathan has been dating other women. He's a professional football player at this point in his life. He's been dating other women, like, the whole time that they have been friends. And she's just been pining after him. And they're, like, besties. And she's, like, around every girl that he dates. And a lot of them get insecure. And she's like, well, he's always going to pick me. Um, What? (laughs) He just grabbed my scrunchie that broke earlier. Look at this. So sad. He just came in here, oh. grabbed it, and started, like, <sighs> going feral. Yeah, go take that to your dad. Go take that to him instead. Oh. <laughs> he just doesn't want to give up the spotlight now. No. No, he does not. He's really cute. He's being quite cute right now. Mando. He's kind of breathing crazy here. <laughs> I know. I can hear it. Uh, um, so they go, they continue this back and forth. Best friends, she has feelings for him. He dates other women. He breaks up with the other women and inevitably chooses her because every single girl he dates is like, it's me or her because you have like a weird relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And he picks her every time. Uh, and then one night they're out and about and Brie, uh, in true pick me girl fashion, gets drunk. And tells a reporter about her feelings for Nathan. And so his PR team is like, listen, this would be so great. And we can get sponsorships and stuff like that if you guys pretend to date. Because her confession gets leaked on the internet by this journalist woman. And everyone's like, oh my god, we love Bree. Bree and Nathan have to date. And so they get into a fake dating relationship. 
and he secretly has feelings for her the whole time. She secretly has feelings for him the whole time. Except for everybody knows this, and they are just the worst possible people to everyone else in their lives. So true. <laughs> so that's the book, in short term. Um, that being said, Maddie, would you recommend this book to a fellow reader? Um, probably not. <laughs> I... Uh, I, this book is big on bookstagram. I don't really see a lot about it on book talk, but bookstagram definitely see a lot about this. Um, and I know that there's like a, kind of like a sequel that's coming out to it. I don't know if it's actually, but she has a new, uh, football romance that's coming out soon. Mm. Um, I also think that this was like her first one. So I don't, perhaps, uh, maybe not the first, but like, this is her first one that like got big you know and i feel like she yeah this is like the first one that got big in my opinion um i feel like you can see that she's grown a lot as a writer just between this and when in rome and stuff like that because like wow is it like a huge difference um my biggest qualm with this book is let me just ask you is there any anything that you've watched, perhaps, that might remind you of this book? Interesting. You can't think of any TV show about somebody who has panic attacks and has a cute little curly head girl around and there's football involved, but a different kind of football. Um, Ted Lasso? This is Ted Lasso fan fiction. I I have proof don't of it. Get that <laughs> it she literally acknowledges Ted Lasso in the acknowledgments. Oh, I mean, I didn't really pick up on that when reading though. I well, I'm also watching Ted Lasso again right now with Terry, but she tried to make Brie Keeley. No. It didn't work out, but that's what she tried to do. Because think about it, like, Keely is, like, has, like, rapport with all of the players on AFC Richmond. She's curly-headed. She's really thin. She's, like, funny, and people think that she's really, like, endearing and think that she's, like, the light to, like, everything that's going on. And that's exactly what Brie is supposed to be, or, like, said is, is what she is, but she never really demonstrates that at any point. Um... Nathan is, like, a combination if you took, like, Jamie Tart and Ted Lasso and put them into one person. There's a conversation that they literally have in here that I think is, like, almost verbatim the same conversation that Ted and Rebecca have outside mm -hmm. of the nightclub. Like, it's, like, there are so many similarities that I could not get past it. I guess I just, I like, I didn't... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it, obviously, because you asked me, and I, I've watched that show like two or three times. It doesn't remind me of it at all. So I guess that was just like poor execution. Maybe I'm just yeah. not picking up on it. But at no point in time when I was reading this did Ted Lasso come into my head. So no, it's poor. It's poor execution um, because you can tell. Like if you read it and you go back and you read it and you're like thinking about this acknowledgement to Ted Lasso, then you can definitely see all the similarities between that show and 
what was trying to be done in this book. She even says that um, she gave the the guys on the team the personalities and like the uh, dynamics that you see in Ted Lasso between like male friendships and mm. specifically I think the Diamond Dogs. And also she named the character freaking Nathan. Like <laughs> True. There's just so many similarities that were just not as endearing as actual Ted Lasso, because Ted Lasso is a great show if you've not seen it. Okay, this is in the q and I was looking in the acknowledgments, I was like, where the hell is oh, Ted Oh, sorry. Lasso? I thought it was in the um, acknowledgments. Yeah, a, another division between Maddie and I. I never read Q&As or acknowledgments. Once I finish the book, it's done. Like, if you like it, that's fine. Totally cool. Just not my my thing uh but yeah i like i also would not recommend this book but i the problem is like there were some there was some potential but the characters were just like really insufferable at some points and it detracted from the plot i liked a lot of the side characters they were kind of funny um and like i liked the dynamic that they had particularly the players with nathan their friendships it reminded me, and okay, so I haven't read a football romance that I've liked, but I eat hockey romances up. <laughs> like, <laughs> low quality, I like, I don't know why, and parts of it remind me a lot of, um, like, the deal, the L. Kennedy series, except for those are, that's set in college. So, like, a lot of the emotional immaturity and stuff, and, like, the dating other people whatever it makes more sense than people who are like at the point in their lives where Bree and Nathan are and Sarah Adams loves to write like romance stories where the people are like just a little bit older it's the same thing with Lucy score um but I just felt like they were too old for it it had elements of like other books that I liked but I just really hated the pick me energy from Brie the main female character and I just thought it was kind of poorly executed and the conflicts just didn't really make sense. I don't really see how a man and a woman could be that close of friends for that long and like just never talk about whether or not they'd be like a compatible couple. Uh, especially considering like how much chemistry the author tries to portray. So it's just kind of infuriating. Um, I'd recommend all of her other books before this and there's just so many other good books. I'm just not super into football romances I guess which is really funny because you think I would be but um anywho so I'm assuming that means that neither of us would recommend it to our younger sisters either yeah I wouldn't recommend it to them just because I wouldn't recommend it to anybody but in terms of like smut and all that sort of stuff it's a fade to black and so it's pretty it's it's pretty tame so for that at that aspect of it I'll give it points but in general, I just won't recommend this to anybody. Yeah, Sarah Adams is definitely somebody who likes to leave things PG, which I can appreciate. That's her forte. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my sisters wouldn't like it. Um, for the exact same reasons I didn't, probably. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who maybe haven't joined us before, when Maddie and I review a book, um, 
we do a spoiler-free portion, which is what we're doing right now, and then we transition into a spoiler portion review. That'll be a little bit later on, and I'll let you know before we kind of start talking about that. But we also rate books on a four-pillar system, um, and we rate them on a scale of one to five because ten is simply too many. So we like to look at the categories of witty banter, obviously, character development, smut, and realism. And then we give the book an overall score, one out of five. So we will start off with the witty banter. Maddie, what would you rate this book on a scale of one to five? Abysmally low. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's just really no banter. I mean, they like talk and they joke around with each other, but most of the time you're not reading it like giddy. You're reading it like, I really should not be involved in this conversation at all. Like, no, <laughs> thank you. This is weird energy. She, her, the witty, the witty banter in this book is that Brie can't stop calling him best friend or bestie. And if I have to read best friend or bestie one more time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna seriously lose it. I cannot, I can't handle it anymore. I'm just gonna so send I, you that. I'm just gonna text you that at random times now. It's gonna Bestie. be my Elvis. <laughs> for for reference there's this photo of austin butler as elvis that just makes me laugh it's just it's so funny and every time i want do, do you guys remember when weezering was a thing like you just send somebody a weezer song this is my version <laughs> of it and i just send this photo of austin butler as, as elvis to kate and she gets i don't know it's fun um <laughs> but yeah moral of the story yeah. is that uh this is just not it's it not so good. Mm -mm. okay so number numerical uh a one no i'll give it a two one's too mean um i have similar reservations about the witty banter i do think like i said i like the dynamic between nathan and his friends like his friends are kind of funny um and like the group scenarios sometimes are funny but like their individual conversations and stuff not so good not so good so i'm gonna give it a two also um okay character <laughs> character development skill one to five maddie go uh their character development is literally so annoying, so I'm going to give it a one because it's just annoying. Um, these are two people who, within the first 20 pages, tell us, the reader, that they are in love with one another. And the, and it's also communicated to us that everybody else in their lives know that they're in love with one another, except for e each other for some reason, which is just... I think that trope works sometimes, but not when people have been best friends for, like, Years. years and years and years yeah. like it maybe if it's like workplace people you know and that's mm -hmm. like thinly biased by like a hatred you know like that right. that works for that dynamic but just not right. for friends to lovers no i i'm not by the way if you guys can hear my dog just breathing throughout this episode <laughs> i can hear just... it <laughs> He's just, he's so crazy right now. So if you're an audio listener, I apologize. If you're on YouTube, you're getting a, quite the show right now of Mando. Hi. Yeah, I know. Well, my cats were fighting in our last Harry Potter episode that we recorded, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, it's, I just am not, 
a fan of their character development and i mean it's a romance book so i guess it's not a spoiler but like they do end up together at the end so like it's just going from point a to point b and there's nothing that they needed to do otherwise other than just be like mm, i like you yeah and i like uh, they when they start fake dating to him like why at this point can we not just be like hey did that feel like crazy to you too or like i just i don't know the book didn't need to be this long and i i i feel like i have to give it a low score because of where brie starts off which is being a pick me girl like she literally is like i'm in love with my best friend he doesn't like me but i'm gonna drive away every other woman he dates and she he's still always isn't. gonna pick me she's still a pick me at the end though so right right no but i'm just saying like she starts like there's no i mean i guess there isn't really any progress but like she starts so like off on such a bad foot that i i don't know that she could have been recovered because i just hate people like that i instantly disliked her literally page i marked it this is the only mark i have in this whole book page four this is when i decided i disliked brie uh this is what it says. Um, she, she, The beginning of the book, she walks in and one of Nathan's girlfriends are in there, whatever. She says, Kelsey, it's me, Bree, remember? Nathan's best friend since high school, the woman who was here before you and will be here well after you. Remember me? She, to be, let me preface this. She says, Kelsey, it's me, Bree, remember? And then italicized as the oh, rest yes. of that. Yeah, like, she doesn't say internal, the rest of that. <laughs> monologue no she just goes up to her and says all this stuff to her right no she's Bree's also a coward so true <laughs> she's like playing nice with all these women and she's secretly hoping that they're gonna like get dumped yeah. um she Bree is not a girl's girl no uh, also this page this book starts on page three so within the first first flip <laughs> i disliked her yeah uh anyways so it's probably a one for me too i don't know and then like nathan's character development is that he has anxiety but brie cures it yeah i love i love that terry solved all my problems for me through anxiety not therapy not a dr sharon where was dr sharon that would have been too close. That would <laughs> we would have caught on so quickly. Um, yeah, no, she's like the lovable African American female doctor, Doctor Baron. <laughs> Who magically I'm surprised with anxiety? I'm surprised that one of his teammates, teammates didn't just go, "Oi, oi." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to... Okay, hang on. Who do you... Uh, are we... Okay, are we going to get into who we think, like, the side characters are in our discussion later? Sure. Okay, cool. Because I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out who Jamal is supposed to be. Because he feels like a Jamie Tart. Yeah, the only reason why I say that Nathan is Jamie Tart and Ted Lasso until one is because he's got the panic attacks like Ted and he's got the sort of 
like features of Jamie. That's fair. And his personality is kind of like late season Jamie. So you should have given Roy Kent. You should have served Roy Kent. If it was Roy Kent, I would I would eat this book up. Yum yum yum. Yeah, because of course, what woman wouldn't be in love with their friend if it was Roy Kent? Yeah, um, but then we would have caught on way too much that it's Keely and Roy. I know. Anyways, <laughs> it still would have been better. Uh, smut, one to five. There's no smut in this one, so zero. Let's give it a. Let's do romance instead of smut. Okay. The general romance in this. There's only one part in this book that made me go, "Oh, that's actually kind of cute." Um, and it's like, I guess when like when he like gives her all those flowers. That's yeah. the only time that I was like, "Oh." Everything else, I hate. Yeah. So, a two. That's fair. Yeah, I probably give it a two also i and i okay i need to bring this up now i don't know what category specifically it falls into there was also one thing that i enjoyed about this book uh and that is so like this is all prefaced on a miscommunication right Mm -hmm. normally when that is the premise of a book when it's one of the tropes we get a third act breakup yes i said the same thing in my review when it comes out that there was this miscommunication or that like somebody was like secretly trying to do something, it comes out at the end of this book and Bree's just like, okay, cool, whatever. Boop, done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, actually, I kind of like that. Um, Cause I hate when like they do the whole third act breakup based on miscommunication and get back together. I'm like, this is like last minute drawn for no reason. <laughs> You're pulling it up. I like how there's no smut or a third act breakup. (laughs) Because I was like, yes. It would be so... I was really worried that's what was coming with the miscommunication. But... That was, like, honestly one of the only redeeming qualities of this book. Like, I did not like most of the plot, but I'm really glad that that... I feel like it just cheapens a lot of the stories. So, um, Mm -hmm. kudos to you, Sarah, on that. In particular. <laughs> what are you doing? Covering oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That's excluded. <laughs> I'm blind. I can't, I can't see, see anymore. No, not those ones. Those are no. fine. There's nothing wrong with those books at all. Those ones are they're, fine. They're, they're perfect books. There's no issues at <laughs> Don't all. Don't ask me ever... to... We've never Don't addressed any of the things that happen in that book and other books and hated them. We've never done that before, so. It's all about the execution. Lucy oh. gets it. Sarah kind of gets it. Sarah gets um, it now. Yeah, yeah. She's honed in her craft. Uh, which is why this book was kind of a disappointment, because we just like the other one so much. But, okay, realism. Uh... Yeah. Uh, like, uh, best friends falling in love. I guess that part's realistic. Now, an NFL player falling in love with his best friend six years after he could literally date anybody in the entire world. No. Oh, also, I forgot to mention the insufferable fact that what does Brie do? She's, she's a dancer. But she's not even like a professional dancer. She's just a dance teacher. 
Yeah, because she was gonna go to Juilliard, but then she got in a car accident and her dreams <laughs> went out the window. I was gonna be famous, but my knee injury my sophomore year really hindered my uh, soccer career. <laughs> Me being on C squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I was gonna go pro, really but... just destroyed my professional soccer career. Yeah. It's okay, Laura's a good backup. Um <laughs> so overall book scale one to five. Uh a two. Because uh here's the, okay, here's here's the good thing about this book is that it's really short. It's three hundred pages. Um it could arguably be shorter and it could also arguably be longer, depending on what you want out of this book. Um, it is relatively short though, and there is, like we said, no third act breakup. Um, I enjoyed, I'm trying to think of something nice to say. I enjoyed the, um, (laughs) being so hard. What did I enjoy about this book? Well, I enjoyed that there was no third act breakup, and I enjoy that there's no smut, because sometimes you just want a good, wholesome story, you know, and you don't want anything filthy. You just want something short, sweet, to the point. Um, Yeah. It is essentially watching a Hallmark movie, this one. I mean, it it actually is, because the characters were so dislikable, and that you could tell, like, it's, like, bad acting in the So, Yeah. Probably a two overall is what I gave it. I think it's deserving of a two as well. I just, um, I hated Brie more than I disliked the main character in Set On You, which is saying a lot because oh my God. I did not like that character at all. I know I've already mentioned it, but the Lizzo stuff, I still can't get over know. it. I know. What that was such weird timing. Honestly. <laughs> I just read that book. Um but I just uh I did not like Brie. I thought Nathan was like okay. Mm. Um, but that's not how you want to feel about like the love interest in a book. Mm-hmm. And like the only redeeming parts for me were like the interactions Nathan had with his friends. And when like the side characters are holding up the plot, you know you're not on the right track. And I also don't feel as bad giving Sarah a low score because we've given her high scores before. Like, I feel really bad when we read an author's book or, like, their first book or, like, one of their books for the first time and we give them, like, kind of a low score. Um, That's weird because uh, Love in the Time of Serial Killers is your nemesis. <laughs> I know. I know. I bought the other book, though. I bought it. I'm Did giving her... It? No, I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm giving her a shot. I'll, we'll revisit that after I knock it off my TBR. Um, Because I don't want to waste your time with another (laughs) The cover's really cute, though. Um, She really does know how to get those good covers. Alicia Thompson. I, so I don't feel as bad giving this book a lower score. And, like, I don't, I don't know. The fact that, like, the fact that the only redeeming qualities for me were, like, the side characters and then the fact that she didn't use like an overplayed plot that nobody should really use unless you're Lucy score. Um, then I, I don't know. I just, it feels justified. To me. Um, yeah, that I, yeah, 
I, I like I said, I really wanted to like this one, but I can't. I my in my Goodreads review, I wrote this is just Ted Lasso fan fiction, and is that all I said? It's just Ted Lasso fanfic TBH. Bree is a pick me wannabe Keely Jones, and Nathan is a boring Ted Lasso bestie. This best friend that honestly how annoying. Plus, it's clear you two like each other. Like, just date, lol, not a big deal. Well, <laughs> that's my official review, so. Yeah. Well, for those of you who uh, haven't read this book yet and would like to after this review for some reason, maybe you just don't believe us, um, we're going to go ahead and reveal some spoilers now. So if you're going to read it, get out of here and come back later if you don't care and you'd love to hear us trash on some of the plot points please continue on with us um first we're gonna take a short ad break (laughs) and we're back and we're back (laughs) (laughs) thanks courtney yeah (laughs) yeah you're welcome (laughs) All right, um, so as previously discussed, this book takes a downhill turn on page four, which is actually page two, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she, she walks into the house, okay? There's this other woman in there that he's been seeing for, like, six months, I think it says, that he's been with her for six months. And she just walks in, and every Tuesday they go for a run. It's, like, their tradition or whatever. And she immediately is on the aggressive. Like, she is immediately, like, get away from my man. Like, this is my man. That I've never... But it's not even... It's not even overtly aggressive, though. It's, like, the fake nice. Do you you know those those girls on TikTok who do, like, the... The girl who wants your boyfriend? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, really, Jason? That's really cool. Um, can I borrow yeah. your jacket? Oh my god, thank you so much for your jacket. Which just come up, at some point in time, he's like, she has one of my hoodies that she's had for years on. And I'm like, Ugh. If you're a man and you're watching this and you don't know if that's a clear sign, it is. Hoarding clothing? Come on. Speaking of hoarding things, I I feel like... We should just jump around for the plot of this book because it's sure. so short that there's really Why nothing not? going on. At one point in time, this man pulls out a Joel Goldberg, a Joe Goldberg level box of just things of hers that he's been keeping around. Scrunchy? Scrunchy? She's so like, oh, weird. there's that scrunchy that went missing. Yeah. I'm like, does this man have her baby teeth in there? He also. Uh, like, just has not slept with anyone in a really long time. Yeah. Because He's celibate he... by choice. Yeah, because he likes her. But he isn't willing to tell her that. I... And she, okay, she gets these, what do they call brinkets? The little trinkets that she buys. Yeah. They tr- The author's trying to make her whimsical. But I'm just like, ugh. ugh. So annoying. I want you just to, like, think about it for a second. Just, I want you to picture... Keely Jones is a character, and Brie, just for a second, just picture it in your head. But I love Keely, and I hate Brie. I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. I can't. But if you were to do a bad impression of Keely, it would be Brie. Yeah. 
maybe. <laughs> Keely's not a pick me. No, she's not. Keely says, says, like, I don't care. I don't want to date either of you. <laughs> Keely I'm going to date a girl instead. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are going to make me choose this. I'm just going to shut my door on you. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. She's queen and we love her. Um, yeah. And we hate Brie. Okay, here's something that isn't like outright contradictory, but I thought kind of was, right? So in the book, Nathan has been paying part of Bree's rent for years and years and years. And she's like, I refuse to take charity. I don't want other people's money and help. And da, 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 da. But she's all too happy to like monopolize his time. I'm like, you're like, uh, I don't know. It just, to me, it's like, when you're like, oh, I don't want to, like, depend on other people. I don't want to, like, take money from other people. But then you're, like, also um, completely reliant on that person for your emotional support. Yeah, well, and also just, like, cutting other people off in their life from them. Like, women in particular. Girlfriends and stuff. And monopolizing his time. Like, it. Just, how can you be so, like, independent and like not wanting charity but then like taking so much from somebody and like being so backhanded i don't know i just did not like that um and i felt like being independent and like not wanting to take charity or whatever is just kind of counterintuitive to the way she behaved in that regard to me yeah she in general is I think that that is just part of her pick-me energy, to be honest, mm-hmm. because, like, she... I'm frozen. I've, I've, I've froze. I'm frozen. <laughs> In real life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was me pretending that my camera's frozen so that you have to talk and be like, oh my god, Maddie, are you okay? But I just don't have any <laughs> thoughts in my head anymore. They're all gone. They've all left. Um, no, oh, it's they part date of her, for, like, oh, no, go ahead. they date for an ad, a Tide yeah. pen ad. I was like, what? Also, what celebrity do you know is like, oh my gosh, you need to, de- you need to date your best friend. Like, like all of their fans are like sports fans, mind you. <laughs> so we're talking like. Not to be stereotypical, but mostly men who follow this Josh Allen wannabe on (laughs) Instagram and see him post a photo with somebody and be like, oh my gosh, you need to date. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Terry keeps informing me about information about Haley Steinfeld Steinfeld, and Josh Allen because they're dating. And he keeps giving me information about that. So actually, scratch this irrelevant point. But nonetheless- what would be more realistic is like just death threats that's yes she's like i got mail and i was like oh she's got a pipe bomb like she yeah. <laughs> like like she's done yeah <laughs> uh i'm trying oh okay also this is where i was like this would me like this particular scene i thought would be funnier in a setting where like the characters are younger and it's the whiteboard scene. Mm-hmm. So they're like plotting out how 
because Nathan tells his friends, he's like, okay, we're fake dating, but I want to use this as an opportunity to, like, solidify the real deal. And he's like, but I just don't know what to do, even though I've been dating all these women for all these years. I don't know how to get a woman to like me. And so they write it all down on a whiteboard. Of course, then Brie comes over and she just walks in because she's entitled to this F. Um, And they're like, oh, my God, we have to hide the board. We have to hide the board. But what? we need to take a picture of it. Otherwise, all this works for nothing. So they do this weird, like, diversion where they're trying to cover it. And she, like, sprints around to look at it. And one of his friends is just drawn boobs, like, all over the board. And I'm like, these are, like, like matured, not mature, but, like, mature age-wise, age-wise mm-hmm. adult men. I'm like, if this was a college book, sure, funny. Um, but I was just like, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Mm. Um, the parts that I did think were funny were when he was, like, talking about all the different traps that he set for them to see if they could like have a moment together like at one point in time he gets all the power to be turned off in his apartment and then uh it doesn't work out so he's like okay well no then he gets them trapped in an elevator and like he's just doing the absolute most to try and put himself in like a romantic scene that these men have come up with like what's the most romantic thing you've ever seen in a movie Yeah, those did add some good comedic value, but that's the sound of the police coming to the arrest police. for pick me being You're under arrest, being the absolute worst. Um, I honestly also just cannot get past how many times best friend was used in this. It it's serious. It's so annoying. Like, why? 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 You're just digging your own grave. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Trying to think if there's anything else that I feel like discussing from this. What about the relationship between Nathan and his mom? Oh yeah. So crazy. High expectations. She just wants him for his clout. And then um. She, they get to the Super Bowl because he gets to the Super Bowl. Also, hate when that happens in books. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like when they lose. <laughs> he did lose. when they. Yeah, I know, but like before they get to like the big. Mm. I don't know that again with the hockey romance novels by L. Kennedy. There's so many of them, but like there has to be some variation. But like, so they get to the Super Bowl in. Bree's there, and his mom shows up, and they, like, don't like each other. No. And it's not really established why. Like, really why? You're a distraction to him. Uh, okay. And she's like, you put too much pressure on him. I don't know. I Just, like, maybe let people figure out their own with her parents you know also do you happen to remember where these people are from no me neither because there was a point in time in this book where he mentions that his mom lives in malibu but then she's flying to see him in la and i'm like why would she fly to la she's already in la 
plot hole, plot hole. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. let's just let's just go to the end. Okay, so he loses the Super Bowl, and immediately is like, "We're gonna get married tonight." Yeah, and oh, also the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, so that's oh, why. Yeah. They're like, let's get married. That's where I live, by the way. Okay, if you didn't know, don't t- don't dox yourself like that. Sorry, I live in the Aria Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> we all live in hotels here, so good luck finding me. Um, <laughs> but they have like that was not a challenge, by the way. We have um, they have like their he like surprises her with a wedding surprises her with dresses for her to choose from and like she chooses one of them and then they just get married and just the like on the spot is that they had been they want to get married quickly because they've been practically dating for the last six years and i'm like no you have not you have not been practically dating you've been ignoring your feelings and you're still and seeing other people for one week they have been they have been together officially, like, for realsies, for one week. They are fake dating for, like, at most, there's, like, usually two weeks be- between playoff games. So, like, eight weeks at the most? Not even. Six weeks at the most because of, they had, like, I think they had, like, two games or something like that. I don't know. Irrelevant. But, like... I'm sorry. There that is just not a sound decision. Also, he's an NFL player. No prenup. Uh there's okay, there's a long laundry list of problems with this part of the end of the book. One. If a man ever <laughs> if a man ever basically Period. peer pressured <laughs> peer pressured me into getting married by planning a whole wedding and being like, "Hey, we're getting married. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is not endearing. Like, I want to go pick up my dress with my mom and stuff. What? Yeah. I don't want What do you mean? Uh, and, like, pick the venue and, like, maybe the time. I don't know. <laughs> There's, like, a lot that goes into that. that 11.30 in Las Vegas last minute. There's a difference between, like, a surprise birthday party. <laughs> a surprise wedding. A surprise wedding. And, I mean, she goes along with it, obviously, because it's, like, what she wants or whatever. But I'm just, I was, like, whoa. Why are we ending the, the book like this? Like, just do a proposal like everybody else. This stupid wedding is dumb. Yeah. Then we have epilogues anyway. And then there's also, like, a bonus. I don't know if yours has the bonus scene, but mine does. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm sorry. We could have just had a wedding in one of those. Yeah. Not that we even needed one in the first place, because you two should not be getting married. No. Toxic. Terrible people. Dislikable. That's about all I have, though. Bree's the kind of person to have a daughter and to be jealous when, like, Nathan is, like, hugging her or something. Or just be jealous of her daughter in general. She's the kind of, she'd be the kind of mom to force her kids into dance. Yeah. 
thereby making them insufferable. Not all dance girls, but most of them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty much it for this book, I think. There's not a, I mean, moral of this book is don't spill your guts to TMZ reporter drunk in a bathroom. Don't trust women in a bar bathroom unless they are also at least a little drunk. <laughs> Why are they there? Yeah. What are you doing in here? Using the bathroom for what purposes? Why are you ch- <laughs> She was just like hanging in there though. Hanging out in there. Yeah. Totally sober. Suspicious. Suspicious. Um, yeah. And also just read any other Sarah Adams book. It's better than this yes. one. Take yes. the money that you would spend on this and instead buy When in Rome or um, Practice Makes Perfect. That one, yep. I almost said Picture Perfect. I was like, that's not it, but I know there's two P's. Um, no. But yeah. Practice Makes Perfect. Practice Makes Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy. Yeah, no. dislikable experience, but can't win them all. No. Uh, anywho. Let me get on my... Next to my other Sarah Adams books. Even though you don't belong there. Yeah. This, these beautiful ones. This book does not belong up here at all. I just... Ugh. You know, Kate read the second one. Not the first oh, yeah. one, but she read the new one, and she said that it's mid, too. So Yeah. I have no desire. I, I am more willing to give Alicia Thompson a second chance with this Cold World book than I am to read um the follow-up to yeah whatever it is to be perfectly honest because i just i hated that book i just i just feel like i feel like when we started the podcast we had just like a good run like we had some like good books and then we've kind of gotten into like this slump with the books that we're reading like they're just like red white and royal blue was good Mm-hmm. Uh, but like yeah. that was the last Practice romance book. Perfect. We like oh, that, we read that. Yeah. after. But mm. but just a lot of mediocre romance books. Yeah. What do we have coming up next? Up next, so we have Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is the next episode. But after that, we have what is it called? Whatever the things we never got over book is. Ah, yes. The one about Lucy. Yeah, Lucian and Sloane. I can't remember what it's called, though. I don't know. I just know it's purple. Things we something. Is it a things we something? I feel like it has to be, right? Things we left behind. Ah, there we go. Okay. So I am excited for that one. It has, it only has 194 reviews right now because probably for like ARC copies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it has a 4.27. Well, if the other Lucy score books are any indication, it will be good. Hopefully, it's it has a higher rating right now than Things We Never Got Over and Things We Hide from the Light. So. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just it's saying. Probably, that- I have a feeling it's better than the second one, but I doubt. That it's better than the well, first. Well, Lucian is very much 
Damon Salvatore. So, like, I am looking forward to that aspect a little bit. Interesting, because yeah. you're a Stefan girly. Yeah. I have my casts, so we've got a... Uh, for the first book, it's a Charlie Hunnam mm-hmm. as Knox. Well, it's, it's first, first, it's the guy from Coral Island, but since he's not real, it's Charlie <laughs> Hunnam. Then for... I don't think we ever came up with somebody for Nash. I don't remember. Couldn't tell ya. Yeah, I'd have to go look. Damon Salvatore. I'm almost positive we didn't come up with anybody. I said Matt Donovan from... But I think okay. that's just because it's, like, the police energy, so... <laughs> I know. I've been on TikTok. I've been on, like, the Paul Wesley side of TikTok. Where, like, it's just a compilation of him doing Instagram story reactions to questions. Yes, and every time someone... Donovan. <laughs> so funny. So much. It's so funny. Yes. Uh, um, But, like, also relatable. Anywho. <laughs> so we will see you in the coming weeks. For those, for those of you who are listening to us on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon, thank you. Please follow, like, do whatever. Subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. For those of you watching on YouTube, hello. Thank you. Please leave us a little a little heart on our video, a little likey, um, and subscribe. And if you guys are ever wondering what we're up to when we are not recording uh, and posting the podcast, you can follow us on social media at the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. And um, we have an Instagram, a TikTok, Facebook, and a Pinterest. Ooh. Um, so yeah, I think, oh, also Etsy, check out our bookmarks. They're super mm-hmm. cutesy uh, if you want to support the pod. Um, and aside from that. Oh, wait, I have something I want to say before. Oh. I just remembered that um, I wanted to mention this. So I know so many of you were wondering what happened to my skin after last week's episode. (laughs) The answer is that it took me probably mm, 10 minutes to get all that off my face. And then my face had like a weird consistency like on it for a while. And I broke out hella bad. So most unfortunate all the things i'll do for you guys worth it (laughs) (laughs) just yeah anyhow good stuff well thank you for that update that skin update you're looking it's looking good now i'm wearing foundation well it's phenomenal coverage great work it really is stunning beautiful well until next time Happy, Happy reading. reading.